Happy New Year, Paul. Oh, Rich, how are you doing? Look, I'm doing good. before we do any chit chat, because this is. No, no. Okay. Nobody cares. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Nobody cares fine. about our holidays right now in America. Okay. Fine. Fine. Go. Last week were, were yet more mental health days that we uh, put into Slack at Postlight, right? Like, how many times? Look, what just happened? Uh, we were in a meeting. It's like, you know, the where were you stories that kick in. We were in a meeting and I did the terrible thing where you sneak away and open another browser window while I was in the meeting. Oh, and God, never happens. Never happens. And I saw what looked like a U.S. Capitol tour that had kind of gone off the rails. Uh, <laughs> it's it's bad to laugh because people died, but it, it really did look like that at first. They're kind of milling around in the Capitol. One guy's wearing Viking hat and you're just like, that's weird. Yeah. That's and weird. it was, and, it, and it was so, a deeply, deeply weird at first. Eventually it sort of turned into embarrassing and disturbing and sad and well, and uh, tragic, really. You've got the elected representatives tragic. of the country being shepherded Hidden to away. secure location. I mean, it just... That's right. Truly, That's right. truly, you know, America, like any country, image is, is, is who we are. And, and the capital is part of our image. And it was just hideous, right? So it was a hideous day. And that, that brings us to our podcast, because normally we don't go too far in on current events. But in this case, the consequences of the riot by what Trump extremists. That's that's how most of the papers are referring to it. Mm-hmm. Really came into the world in a way that we've been talking about for a while. So so first of all, about three years ago, a little more, three and a half, we went and did a live event podcast recording and we decided to keep it interesting and make the discussion be, should Trump's Twitter account be taken away? And we talked mm-hmm. a lot about the process mm-hmm. and so on, but ultimately mm-hmm. both you and I agreed, yes, like the net damage that is being done by by him being on that platform, it is within Twitter's legal rights and they should take it away. Mm-hmm. And I went back and listened and looked at that. It's One of our arguments for it was just like, that's an interesting kind of chaos, right? Like taking that account away would be good. It would be kind of a good kind of chaos. And this is something that we talk about in different ways a lot of the time, which is kind of there's good chaos and bad chaos. Mm. Taking Trump's Twitter account away three years ago would have been really good chaos, in retrospect. Yeah. And what we, we just saw re- what really bad chaos looks like. We did. We did. And I want to get into how we got here because I think it's worth digging into it because it's interesting to me because I think it's part technology, part legal, part like, the law, right? Technology wise, flipping the switch was not a big deal. They went, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, were ready I to mean, go. This was easier to do, right? In fact, Twitter was actually slow to the punch. I think Facebook banned him first. And then this snowball effect occurred. And I want to talk about... Let's list it really quickly, right? So so Donald Trump, 12-hour timeout followed because of, of incitement, Yeah. followed by his account being permanently disabled. He is mm-hmm. banned from Twitter. He can't post through other accounts. He's banned. It's like any bad shit poster. Mm-hmm. He's gone. Yeah. Facebook, not clear if he'll be allowed back on, but definitely in, banned for quite a while. I think is the That's word. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you're correct. Zuckerberg mm-hmm. did that before Twitter did. Also uh, connected to this is a a variety of other tech platform deplatformings happening around Trump world. So Twitter is locking down a lot of accounts. Mm-hmm. The website Parler, which was the kind of right wing MAGA friendly version of Twitter. 
they've had their authentication, their SMS functionality, and ultimately their hosting at AWS has been turned off because it's just yeah. not. And Parler's I don't know going, who's going to pick them up, right? Like it's not like well, Google Cloud's going to show up. And even though actually, Google Cloud would love the business, they are not going to pick it up and say, "Yeah, sure, come on over here." It's not happening. No, right? they're they're poison, right? And and uh, their box office poison. And actually, about seventy terabytes of their records, because as they got shut down, their their authentication processes became very vulnerable. Mm, so um, so about seventy. They got nice. it all. I don't know how much, yeah. but they got a lot of parlor. Yeah. And so, by the so way, Paul, you can get a like 10 terabyte Western Digital for $7 now. Uh, so <laughs> I am sitting on like 60 terabytes right now as I'm recording. All right. So this. if you don't mind, you know, if you don't mind mirroring it, that would be helpful. I want to step back um, and I want to talk about how we got here, right? Which, <sighs> and the reason this is a topic on, on the Post Live podcast is that there is no doubt that without technology, this would not have happened last week, right? No, uh, none of this could have happened in the same way. I think there's a lot you can do with TV. There were a lot of people there who were just like human chaos and and didn't, mm. you know, they're talking about, you know, space aliens. But yeah, there yeah. were also, and there were a lot of people there who were like angry veterans. And then there were some mm-hmm. people with like zip ties and tactical gear who had a plan and they were able to execute their plan. That is all organized because it was enabled. It, those people were enabled to find each other, say really violent things, mm-hmm. and then go into private chats and figure out what they were going to do. Like but that's let's, Occam's let's, razor. Let's go back before they decided to use it for logistics technology. Right. Okay. Um, before they used it for logistics, right? Technology proved to be an accelerant in terms of its ability to amplify lies and conspiracy theories and seed them in a very powerful way. The truth is conspiracy theories have been around and crackpot ideas have been around forever. They usually stop at the social club or the barbershop or the diner, right? This uh, is real. How many times has your barber started telling you about the trilateral commission? The, the, uh, barbershops are, I mean, if barbershops um, were able to mobilize just barbershops, it would be the end of everything, <laughs> essentially. I, I just feel like the barber is the vector too, right? Because they're sitting in that chair and somebody starts telling them and they're like, well, you know, there is a, a group That's of right. 14 people who control the world. And the barber's like, you know, that's interesting. And then yeah. they tell it to the next person. No, I mean, it is. <laughs> so, I mean, look, look, so ingredient one, accelerants were put in place because of social media, right? It used yeah, to be. This is a human to dynamic, totally understood. Like, yeah. you know, you used to walk down the street and people would hand you mimeographs about, about aliens, right? But bulletin and, boards. I mean, it got better. Yeah. It got better. Like you had these weird fringe bulletin boards. You had CompuServe. You had all this weird stuff early days. But Even Usenet, ha- Usenet. There were lots of places to go talk. Yes. There were Usenet, lots of places to go talk. But what you had was essentially three to four private companies that had become laser focused on accelerating information spread, right? In a very, yeah. very powerful way. Give them right? what they want. Literally, just give them just what, give they them what they want. Okay, so that's ingredient one. Ingredient or it's two. not even give them what they want. It's they'll tell you what they want and then make sure they have access to it. That's right. That's That's the weird thing. And I think this is why the tech companies, this is just an important point. It's a subtle thing, that shift. But it's why the tech companies have been able to say kind of like, we're just the victims of our own popularity because Mm -hmm. it's a passive process whereby they're like, well, the database says they want more QAnon content. I Mm -hmm. mean, I don't know. Am I going to tell people 
what to think. Yeah, exactly. And actually, wait, let's be clear. The government tells people what to think all the time. It has public schools. It has press conferences. I mean, it's like this the no, idea but of there's like something this- special here, Paul. And here's the special yeah. thing, which goes on to my next point about how conspiracy theories are great UX. They're short. Oh, boy, are they? Yeah. They're brief. Well, they make sense. Not only that, they tap emotions. They tap, mm-hmm. they, they reinforce ideas. Um, they're incredibly powerful, right? Look and at the so, campaign we just had. You have a guy saying, if you don't vote for me, literally everyone will die. And another guy going, you know what? Let's all just relax and sit down and have a cup of decaffeinated tea, right? <laughs> and so what What message? It actually turns out that America, first of all, 70 million people were good with the first message. But it actually turns out that America overall was like, I need that decaf tea. I want that sleepy time bear to come on yeah. home. And I'm yeah, going to sit here. I'm not right. even going to watch TV. That's right. I, I mean, and that, the election proved that out. But what you had with with Trump, and this is not about the election. You know, when you looked at the 2016 election and the way they were like generating images that perfectly tailored to whatever profile they had around you. So if you were a veteran, uh, it was spinning up an ad to be used once. Right. It was incredibly highly, highly tailored marketing that was really powerful. Right. And when well, you and talk this is- about... This is how internet marketing works overall. It's just that then they went, they took it the next three to four steps really fast. That's right. You know what you're talking about? Think about social media as, as an engine, right? Like, and it is, it's a jet engine and the Trump campaign strategy was to just fill it with, with like actual jet fuel. Like just there, it's just, it was the purest form of fuel to get the most sort of value and the highest performance out of social media as an engine. That's right. That's right. And the the risk with that is it can get away from you, right? Because eventually the the marketing promise, which is the big poster about that exciting WWE event, um, has to culminate in the WWE event. You got to go. You got to go see. You yeah, you go. have to go to Madison Square Garden and see the 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 smashinator hit the, you know, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about the WWE for the last week, and I don't think a lot about the WWE. Well, but it's and, not and bananas. Like and, Trump was incredibly close to the WWE for exactly, for decades, right? and and there's sort of a a tacit understanding that it is nonsense, but boy, is it fun, right? Well, it's like, release. It's catharsis. It's 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 actually like it's Greek drama with really sweaty dudes. And and the beers are nine dollars, and the t-shirts are thirty. Right. Yeah. Just like Trump store, which was removed from Shopify. Right. Like, so you've got you've Wait, got, everybody got real brave in the last week as the Democrats took exactly, the Senate. Uh, it's exactly. as a little I, I could have I could have gone with just a little more bravery out of our industry before yeah. the Democrats took the Senate. Yeah. Well, just a smidgen. Yeah. I mean, and 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 so have conspiracy theories been around? Yes. Social media accelerates them. Even with social media accelerating them, I mean, social media has been around a really long time. It's not like it's a year old or three years old or four years old, right? It's been around a while. I think there's this third ingredient. And the third ingredient is that you actually had leadership, real leaders who represent some reflection of what is supposed to be truth and some set of norms right? Took hold of these tools. I think that's the, Alex Jones is Alex Jones and Alex Jones is Alex Jones. And he's been around forever. And and there was Art Bell on the radio. There's been Rush Limbaugh. Like there is a, you know, and and look, 
here's the tricky thing about Fox News, right? For the most part, a lot of Fox News, recently it's a little trickier, but followed a ver- its own version of journalistic ethics in which things aligned with the facts, but there was a different emphasis focused mm-hmm. on its audience. So mm-hmm. there's a killing by, uh, by a migrant to the United States. Someone gets killed. A U.S. citizen gets killed. That gets coverage on national news, and mm-hmm. it gets like two weeks of nonstop analysis on Fox. So that's that's and it's loud that's the, and it's kind of incendiary. It's 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 yeah. But ultimately, there was some hook to to actual reality, and then you would get to like the Alex Jones of the world, where it would be like, I'm going to talk to Billy Corgan, and I'm going to talk to this person, that person, and are aliens real? Was okay. That was an okay question, mm-hmm. and. You know, and then I mean, it's just like I'm not going to both sides this because, but I mean, and, and no, no, truly, there's always been like, there's always been there's I mean there's been the intellectual right and the intellectual left and the the less intellectual right and kind of the more crass stuff. I think the difference no, there was, there are people on Twitter right now who are advocating you know Maoism and Stalinism as great great there, effective policies. There's probably were people on Twitter advocating for that ten years ago, Paul. I think the difference here is you had the president in place. Right. Well, that's and the hack, right? Because they couldn't, they couldn't change. The mods couldn't kept thinking they can't step in because well, they can't, they didn't, they, can't. they didn't, they didn't, they did it like last week. Right. But you had someone that was willing to use these tools, was raised with a mindset around splashy marketing and was the president. Right. And, but on top well, of Well, I'm going to give you, I got a fourth, but keep, finish your thought. And then I have a fourth. Yeah. I mean, the, the third is really not just about the president. It's about, uh, like I, I want to use my law degree, which I, I, I paid for like 25 years ago, but I really want to show off now. Um, a good <laughs> lawyer can manipulate the law mechanically and rhetorically in very powerful ways to say whatever the hell you want, right? right. And the truth is the president actually doesn't even bother with that because he was the president. So he could bypass all of these. He's like, I don't care about that. I just want to sign my signature. You know that big goofy signature? It's a, you know, God, it's so bad with a Sharpie. With a Sharpie, like it's like kind of thick. Yeah, and so he doesn't <laughs> bother, but there were a lot of people around him and frankly, in Congress and in other places where they used the law and made it subservient to whether whatever interests they had and for throughout the norms. Laws without norms are nothing, right? Law, and, and I, yep. you know, what you want to tell you a quote I can't stand, and then I, I want to hear your thoughts. I can't stand people telling me you have to speak truth to power. Everybody, here's here's what needs to actually happen. What needs to happen more than anything else, otherwise it all melts down, is power has to speak truthfully. That If yeah. that isn't happening, everything crumbles. The, all of it th- crumbles. Of course we should speak truth to power. There's always going to be someone speaking truthfully everywhere, all the time. But if it is not processed in such a way such that we're holding power accountable to speak truthfully, even if we don't believe in what they're saying and don't support a position, but are asking them to speak truthfully, it all melts down, right? Well, and, and when we're saying truthfully here, right, like we're not even at the philosophical definition of truth. We're at the like based on facts and documentary evidence, like not not yeah. like is their interpretation correct, but are they at least based on facts? Because once you believe that you know, pedophiles in pizza restaurants are running the Democratic Party. So that's another hack, right? The hack of fake documentary evidence and the way that 
People are not a lot of look. The people who are investigators in this world are not skilled at, at, at differentiating between what's real and what isn't. It left me with a feeling of look. I got to be honest with you. There was ten percent of my emotion was was actually kind of pity. I saw a lot of people that were re- like these are people who've worked their whole lives, who are pretty marginalized, who are actually deeply, deeply manipulated in a very ugly, no. They're ugly pitiful, way. and they got it's you know when the, when you get the stories. Look, I, I think that. The news kind of tends to try to figure them out more than it needs to. But it's mm. always like like the woman who got shot, like it's like and then her failed pool business and she started to go All on the internet it. and like All it's the it. same damn story. And and yeah. it's at the same time, like I, I also get a little tired. Like there is an animating element of just pure flat out rage and racism that shouldn't be undercounted here. Like there is a kind mm-hmm. of like fundamental brokenness in mm-hmm. society that these mm-hmm. people tap into yep. and that they get played, they get played by others. Right. Mm-hmm. So now you have people, I mean, the fourth thing to me, uh, the fourth hack here, right. It wasn't just that the president was doing this. It's that you had a vulnerable population in the term in executives and people who run social media companies not that they are like, we should have tremendous empathy for them, but rather their ideology of free speech that was an un, absolutely unmitigated good, as far as anyone could tell in the early mm-hmm. days of the internet, because it was mm-hmm. allowing disenfranchised voices mm-hmm. to be heard. Mm-hmm. That ideology was tested repeatedly. We started, like I said, we started really hitting on this about four years ago now, three and a half, four years ago. That ideology utterly failed under the pressures of the moment, when a powerful person who had enormous authority mm-hmm. started to test the limits of what could be safely said in public instead of ad- adjusting and figuring out what the framework needed to be in order to keep their users and the larger population safe, mm-hmm. they instead fell back on the ideology and kind of said, well, we're a better government than the government. And that yeah. like it it turns out that that set of beliefs about like more communication is always better and god there were 8, eight million warnings like we've had Jason Goldman on the podcast Jason was a VP at Twitter he is very much on the record he was on the record mm. with us he w- worked in the mm. Obama administration like he saw what was happening there was a lot of evidence dude uh, you know it, there's no doubt that inside of Twitter there there was a recurring you know we talk about recurring meetings recurring meetings get dangerous because you forget why you, they were recurring but there was no yeah. doubt a recurring like should we cancel Trump account meet recurring meeting like you got to just meet every week well and no catch and up then what things. what they did is they kept adjusting policy yeah here's what is tricky though mm-hmm. and it's not as simple as like okay first of all I think it is a net positive that they finally took down his account that was in it if it took violence in in the most photo driven way possible mm-hmm. it took lunatics with zip ties chasing after Nancy Pelosi screaming yeah. Horrible racist statements as they ran through the Capitol to do it. Mm. But okay, if that's what it takes to get God, God help you if you need to get like Jack Jack Dorsey to go to a medical appointment or something. Like I, if that's I what it takes to get his attention. A more cynical perspective on this is like, oh, now we have the cover to do it, right? Like we can no one's gonna debate it now. Like we have the chance to yeah. do it now. Oh no, I think that's they finally were like, okay, let's shut it down. Yeah, Obviously everybody's after the to, fact, it's not brave. Let's just say that out loud. It's not no. No, it was time. Yeah. It was was way beyond time. It was, I don't want to say too little too late because it's just like, this is the world we're in and, and it, you have to kind of take the facts as they come, but for God's sake. Now, the second thing here though, for me is this is not an equivalency. Okay. But there's an app called Signal and Signal allows for encrypted communication between individuals and group chats. Mm. Great. 
That's good. We need the ability for people to have privacy and that where large companies can't just observe every interaction and put advertising on top of it. That's an important kind of pseudo right in, in the modern world. But what we have just discovered collectively as a culture and what the government has just seen in a way that they've never seen before is that Apple and Google can turn things off. Uh, mm -hmm. So can Amazon. Mm -hmm. They can turn things off when the pressure is at a certain point and they'll do it mm -hmm. themselves uh, or you could regulate it. And so the framework that we're under right now, the collective framework that we're under at this moment is that the government can say, turn it off. And Apple and Google are highly incentivized to turn it off, mm -hmm. whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It could be a desktop tower defense game. Mm -hmm. In this case, a vast number of Americans think it's a really good idea, including me. Right. Like, I, I'm like, just shut that shit down, man. I've been saying it for years. I think that's right. I, and, and look, I, I think, first off, to bring up free speech is like, oh, you're stifling free speech. They are stifling free speech. It's true. They are stifling. Free speech is not absolute. There are exceptions to free speech, even for government. You can't uh, incite. That's There are laws. There are Supreme Court cases, child pornography. Uh, there are, There's a list. You can actually look up exceptions to free speech. There's a good Wikipedia page that lists them out. In fact, you could argue that what happened here clearly falls in the line of some of the widely held exceptions to free speech. So the argument is like, oh, Twitter's a private company. AWS is a private company. They don't have any obligations. They're not the government. That's a shaky argument because the well, truth this is, is tricky, right? Can, can you deny uh, someone who has beliefs that you find abhorrent, let's say racism, like a racist person? Can you say they can't have a phone? Right, right? exactly. When, when and that's right now the way we've built our society, we we never deny them that we do. We never deny anyone the right to communicate with their peers. I think Unless disagreement. The only time is, we do that is when they're in prison and we say it's going to cost you a certain amount of money and you have to use only the system. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think. I think to say that our forefathers, when they were thinking about healthy debate and agree to disagree and all that, that's that's normal. That's that's fine. If somebody wants to ha be on the fringe, I think, and there that's going to be out there. There's going to be discussion out there. Like I have a I have a, a swirl of different views about different issues that probably don't peg me in one place or the other. The thing I don't do though is gather people with uh, zip ties to handcuff them uh, because I don't like what you're saying. Like there are lines, and those lines. I think what's happened is. The, these tech companies have been left out in the cold because the government, as is usually the case, has moved too slowly to tell them, if you don't take care of incite, you know, people that are inciting violence on your platform, we're going to hold you accountable by the law. So what happened is they have to step forward and kind of eyeball it, which is what Twitter has been doing. Like, I couldn't stand seeing those stupid warning labels. You stop oh. seeing them after a while. Oh, like, they were so ridiculous. Anything. And, they, and I, they also, they didn't, they should have designed them. Like, they should have been blinking bright red drudge siren kind of. Right, like, blink tag. They should have yeah. been really pixelated. Exactly. Like, instead it was like, hey, exactly. guys, I don't know if you know this, but the yes. presidency is held by an absolute goon. Correct. And, and, and the uh, truth you know, is there, they, they had other mechanisms that are wise to think about. Things like can't retweet, can't reply to. Those, those were good. Of those things. I liked a lot more. Blocking, well, they, actually changing the nature of the platform. Like, okay. Well, it's far more, it's far less flammable. Signal, you mentioned That's Signal right. earlier. Signal isn't an accelerant. Signal is private chat. You can't, 
somehow have something catch fire and be in front of 30,000 people, 300,000 people on Signal. You could do it on Parler. You no, could do it, it on you got a guy. You got a guy with 88 million followers here, right? Like this is not, Correct. so this is unprecedented. It's also unprecedented that that's the president of the United States. Yeah. And not like some state assemblyman in Tennessee, right? Like it's yeah. just that just like this kind of banana cakes tends not to come out of that office. But we actually had four years to figure that out. And most people yeah. had figured it out. I, you know, I, I think you're you're seeing a fundamental thing, which is that the capitalism moves really fast. You know, it's very efficient. And then the tech industry is the most sort of like it's a tremendous accelerant of capitalism to the point that we like to make up our own kinds of money like bitcoin and now you got the government which was not which is designed to have like two to four year intervals yeah, where the body politic can can yeah. sort of change things to respond to current yeah. events yeah you want capitalism to activate itself threaten the house if you threaten my house let me tell you, you want to see capitalism really kick in fast? I'm going to take a more cynical view. They can say, well, this is just wrong and people can get hurt. I think what you were really seeing was, holy moly, we better get ahead of this. Otherwise, we're in the gun sites, right? And so oh, without and a gun doubt, sites, you got I mean government coming after Apple, no, coming no, can, after Google. Imagine if they didn't shut him down, what that cork and, – and also, I mean, let's be as cynical as possible. The Democrats have now taken all three houses. It mm -hmm. is, uh, you know, despite the absolute – comic book ridiculous thing we've just seen, there is no chance that they won't. It's been a long couple of years and you've all already had to go before Congress. So what are you going to do? Because otherwise you better get a really nice apartment in DC yep. and expect to be living there. Yep. That's right. That's right. That's in there. Look, I mean, let's be clear. That thinking, that thinking is in there. I don't, I'm actually not that cynical, but I'm also that cynical. Like people have no. the cynical framing and the honest framing and the ethical framing, but, but my God, I mean, it just, thanks, I guess. This is, look, this is brand damage writ large. You ever see like when someone does something terrible and they're like, we're no longer going to advertise on their like um, polo shirt when they golf. Like they, yeah. they get upset after the fact. This is that writ large to some extent, which is like, we don't want to be associated with this. Look, I'm going to say it and people can read it however they like. It was a disgusting, ugly cesspool parlor. I mean, it was just, just horrible, horrible, horrible things. Uh, being said, and it was nah, just kind it's just of, a garbage fire. And, and the, garbage the CEO fire. Did, did an interview with Kara Swisher, and you're just like, this, you know, what, what Parler was is like a, a right wing, like far right wing extremist co opting of internet ethos from like 1997 grafted yeah. onto the power structure with, with like Trump. And it's just. Right. You're just like, uh, right. everybody knew what that was, right? There was no, everybody was yeah. like, oh, well, you know, free speech. Everybody knew That's what right. that was. That's right. That's right. And so I'm optimistic, Paul. I, I you know, I, sometimes, you know, you, you know, how, like if you, you have a, a, a house that hasn't had the water run through the pipes, you got to run the water Absolutely. Uh, if, you, if you wait too long. Sometimes you got to test the system. It feels good. I mean, I, it's sad that this happened. But, you know, sometimes you test the system to make sure it's still durable and it can still withstand a lot. And I feel like we did in a way. Well, I mean, this is you, you make it sound it, it, the thing I would clarify there is it's not you don't go test the system. Sometimes the system is tested and then you get to decide what you're going to be. That's right. That's right. I, That's right. I actually like like that. There's there is a crisis. It was a predictable crisis. Mm -hmm. But at some but there are some moments here that I've seen where I'm like, the rule of law, policy, long-term thinking, mm -hmm. the concern for American citizens is still the priority of our government for the most part. 
Yes, yes, yes. For the most part. And look, the people also voted. People are disgusted. This is, I mean, there's an element of disgust. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think there's any. So now we are headed for busy congressional hearings around technology. That's inevitable because uh, it is an enabler. It isn't, uh, the word I like to use is accelerant. What, what I mean by that is these are mechanisms that have been in place, but, but, but flame out quickly, whether it be outside the door of a barbershop or on a bulletin board or in a chat or in a large group chat in WhatsApp. But Facebook is an accelerant. Like you have to we, call we, it that and it, it's danger absolutely. is real, right? Like, and, and that has to be, we can't hope for the best and hope that the management team at Facebook are the ones that are going to make sure that this doesn't get out of hand. I think what we have to imagine in the next four years, I imagine that the era of pseudo policy has ended. We've been living in a world of pseudo policy. There's CDMA, there's Section 230, there's like a lot of legal frameworks and there's free speech and there's the First Amendment. And so there's a lot of legal frameworks that have been applied and glued onto the internet and then now social media in particular. And I I think that that ad hoc set of regulation Like that is going to change. Legislation will be introduced that regulates things in a very specific way. And what I really wonder about, we've talked about this before, your terms of service are the constitution as far as developers and software developers Mm -hmm. are considered. That is, Mm -hmm. if if Apple says it can go, it can go. If Google says it can go, it can go. And if if you don't agree with that, you're basically cut out from the ecosystem. Yeah. The web is a little bit different, but then you have to, you're probably hosting on a major cloud provider and they can shut those off too. So a very clear signal has been sent that one of the things that policy can accomplish is to turn off the big switch. And the big switch is a very dangerous thing. That is, Mm -hmm. you know, the big switch got turned Mm -hmm. off in Turkey. When people, mm-hmm. it's been, they tried to turn mm-hmm. it off in Egypt, mm-hmm. like protest yeah, movements. Yeah, let's get, get ahead a... of it and temper it and contain it. Like that, there's an opportunity now to, we've seen firsthand where it can go, how it can get out of hand. And yes. so let's figure out, let's figure out how to contain it. I mean, I think that's the message here. And look, it's going to, this is the thing. It's going to be hideous, right? Because you're going to have people who are more politically aligned with where you are, are going to be, and they're they're going to say something, and that's going to get interpreted as violence, even though you're going to know that they don't mean it that way. And then mm. someone on the on the other side, you know, is going to call for shutting it all down, and it's going to be absolutely hideous. Look, I, I that's think American government. That's 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 how it's all. It's always been hideous, though. We are hideous. Yeah. Humans are hideous. The truth is, you got it. I want to actually say something nice about like the Twitter legal team. They actually tried. They essentially wrote laws effectively, trying to somehow find the right balance of how to judge. Talk about a group of human beings. A group of human beings with no fans, like no, just just dark room. A lot of Thai food getting ordered in. (laughs) No, the holiday party. They sort of stay in their own area in the holiday party at Twitter. It's not a a single person has said, (laughs) "Let's hear it for the Twitter legal team." That's great. Uh, right. On I'm, that it, note, uh, here's you know the thing that I just want to say because it came into my head. The fantasy is that there is a technical solution for the world that we've built that will that we're going to kind of find something that feels almost as algorithmic and structured, yeah. and without the arbitrary like terms of service and rules and codes of contact conduct that are as as enforceable as like code could allow, and. Now that we are in the realm of lawmaking, 
and it's going to be some pretty big lawmaking. I, I can't imagine it won't be. It's not going to be a technical solution. It's going to be a legal and cultural solution. And people will say mm-hmm. things and do things online. And then the FBI will visit them just as it always has, but under the new set of laws. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's that's right. It's going By to be the way, bigger there are and weirder. laws today that reach into social media, that reach into technology. Like you can't, child pornography, for example, um, they will seek you out and find you wherever wherever you are. And so what happens is these organizations are, are incented to take care of it, not just because of the law, but also because they don't want to be associated with it, right? And the truth is here, yeah. what you had was leadership. The leader of the free world um, just went buck wild with well, the system. I mean, and then the leaders of these companies said, I just don't want this on my conscience anymore. I don't want it. They, our employees hate it. I can't do it anymore. Well, and and also it's bad business. It's okay to say yeah. that too. It's also yeah. bad business. Oh no, no. I mean that's that's part of the job is you have to factor all of yeah. that in. You know? you know what makes a great business leader, Paul, when you can somehow solder your conscience into your business instinct. And that's why people should get in touch with Postlight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm optimistic, Paul. I think I think I'm looking forward to like our April podcast episode where we talk about something that is so boring. Oh, imagine we're going to be back in, in the office eventually. I, so, so the, the, the podcast eventually. I look forward to is back in the office and we're talking icons. about icons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. The visual grammar of icons and, and how that's changed over the last five years yeah, and what by mobile the way, did that to sounds it. like a fun topic to the designers at Postlight if you're listening. Uh, oh, uh, absolutely. We'd love to have oh, you know, on to talk no, about no. it. It sounds like we're making no, no, fun no, no, of no, no. Great you know topic. what it is? We're going to do. Um, here's what I want everybody to hang in with this podcast until we get to this point. Tabs, just tabs. Just like not just browser tabs, but tabs is UX. We're gonna do a yeah. podcast on tabs, and it's yeah. gonna be the most relaxing thing. And we're gonna oh, actually have a we're gonna have a big fight. We're gonna have the most entertaining. It'll possible be sponsored fight. by Headspace. Exactly. <laughs> and you and I somehow we're gonna get we're gonna get really oh, angry get with something. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Fair yeah. Well, enough. no. And then there's because I'm gonna just come in there and say you know horizontal isn't tabs. You know yeah. you're gonna. Yeah, just yeah. I haven't been upset uh, over nonsense in a long time because I've been upset over legitimate things. I need to be upset yeah. over nonsense. I can't. There have been some lessons learned, and I'm going to continue to be more concerned and civically engaged with certain subjects than I might have mm-hmm. been before because yeah. Yeah. we've learned that things can really spiral, and I'm going to make sure my voice counts there. But at the same time, let's just, God, just some silliness again, and also just... Yeah. yeah, a little, little less. Every we can figure this out. We're gonna figure this out. Let's just keep going. On that note, Paul. Uh, all right, my friends. Y'all found this useful. If you dig back through our, our our archives, though, we've talked about a lot of these topics. I'd love to. I, oh, it's worth we'll mentioning. put a few links in the show notes. We're pretty brilliant. Uh, we've seen a lot of this coming. Well, I'm just gonna say that, at least uh, as far as Paul Ford is concerned. Yeah, well, we couldn't stop it, so we're not yeah. that brilliant. But <laughs> exactly. All right, everyone. Be safe. Be well. Keep your chin up, uh, and have a lovely week. Yep. Yeah, have a great week, everybody. We'll talk to you soon.